All right, we're back again to talk about the questions you should be asking franchisees. We went through a couple categories before today's episode of What's Your Next. Today, we're going to be covering expectations. Expectations. And there's a couple questions in this that we think are very critical. What we did in our previous episodes, I'm going to ask Stacy to elaborate on this question, maybe give an example and why we believe this is so important that you get this information during your due diligence phase of evaluating a franchise. So Stacy, let's go ahead. Question number one. Are you ready? ready. <laughs> it's a tough one, right? Okay. Did your due diligence prepare you for the business? And if not, what surprised you? Oh, that's a really good question, Dave. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. So in our coffee smoothie business, what was it? Did we do our did did we do our due diligence? Did your due diligence prepare you for the business? So did you did you go in with the right expectations, right? That's exactly the question. Well, yes and no. Mm -hmm. And we did a whole episode we actually did two episodes on this. If we had to do it over again, would we? So go watch that if you want the in-depth. I would say the biggest negative, personally, I'm talking to you as a, a franchisee, right, who owns a business, is I was too emotionally attached in making the decision, right? I wasn't really looking at hard data. I was too caught up in the fun of it, right? Being able to work behind a tiki bar and selling umbrella drinks, like that was just fascinating. Um, so if I had to do it over again, I probably would have done much more due diligence and as Dave kind of alluded to in a previous episode, it was actually kind of hard to get the data. And in doing your due diligence, know that there, in some franchise situations, there is an item 19. So sometimes as you're talking to prospective franchisees, you might be able to dig into the data because the franchisor will not be able to give you any earnings claims at all. But sometimes the franchisee will share their numbers with you. In our case, they couldn't because we were kind of a cash-based business and therefore they didn't have an item 19. Absolutely. It's, it's critical here that you get enough information out of the due diligence phase that you know what to expect. And the reality of it is that when we did our due diligence, I don't feel that we went in with the right expectations. It's as simple yeah. as that. I think due diligence also encompasses doing a business plan and doing a budget, right? You need to know your numbers. When are you gonna break even? You're putting money to invest in a franchise, which includes your franchise fee, your training, your, your ramp up, your grand opening, whatever that's going to be. And it's not a small investment. So don't you want to know when is your break even? When does the cash flow start positive? Because even though you're opening up a franchise on day one, doesn't mean you're going to be profitable on day one. So how are you going to have the cash flow? You know, and that's why franchisors work with you to make sure you have enough money in the bank that you can pay your rent, your mortgage, and continue eating. But you need to know that from your own business perspective, because the franchise won't be able to answer it specifically for you. So hone in on the numbers and work with someone like us to help you really make sure that your business plan, your marketing plan, and the numbers are going to make sense for you. Right. That's absolutely right. So question number two, mm. 
How much time do you spend on your business per week? How was this? How has this changed over time? That's a great question. In our Hawaiian theme coffee smoothie business, it it, it well, in answering it, in the beginning, I would say gung ho. You know, forty plus hours a week because excited, eager, and we. Dave and I, we grew like gangbusters. So in our first year, we had 10 of these mobile tiki bars, you know, all around the DC area. Now in other franchise concepts, it's unlikely you're going to have 10 units open in a year, right? And so everyone, every franchise is going to be different because some, if you're doing like a brick and mortar, well, you may, you may sign your franchise agreement, but you may not literally be opening up to six months, a year, sometimes two years down the road until you find the right um, real estate, right? And so how much time do you spend on your business is a great question to ask too, because is it an owner operator situation? And if so, are they working in the business or are they working on the business? Which means, do they have a management team in place? In our, in our case, we hired a manager. So we had a manager running the day-to-day -day operations and Dave and I were focused more on the marketing and the technology side of the business. But as you're talking to other franchisees, understand, are they full-time in the business? Are they part-time in the business? Do they have other gigs going on? A lot of times we work with candidates who actually own multiple businesses because they want to have a diversified stream of revenue in different kinds of businesses for the ebbs and flows of the economy and or is this a passive income kind of play and therefore you can get a sense of okay well based on how long they've been in the business are they happy in the business and how much time and effort they're putting into the business can also help you understand what tier they're in right because if you talk to somebody who's only putting in a few hours a week doesn't have a lot of positives to say about the franchise wishes that they never did it but yet they're on that bottom tier. You know, we tell you to talk to people in all three tiers. Well, then maybe that's the franchisee's fault, right? That they're not a stellar performer. But balance that out with somebody who is a stellar performer. Dave and I, we've been number one in our franchise for the past 16 years. Well, what makes us successful at it is we take a full-time vantage point at it. Now we're not working full-time in it, but we don't just push it aside and say, oh, well, whatever happens to it, happens to it. No, we have a manager who we hold accountable and we each do what we do best. And therefore, not only because it's a great match, but because we have those systems in place internally, it makes us a top performer. Right. And I think a big question to ask is, is this a multi-unit owner? That's because chances are, if they're multi-unit, they're going to be full-time invested. They're not, it's not passive. They're they're in the business. They're working on all these things that Stacy and I worked on when we grew ours to 10 units in the first year, because there's no way you're going to do that passively. <laughs> so let's be realistic. All right. So we're good. We're done for today. If you want the questions to ask franchisees, we will provide it to you in the link below. We'll catch you on the next one.